Get up. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast is presented by Mossy Oak Camouflage because everything is better in Bottomland and Lucky Duck Premium Decoys, Masters of Deception. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. What's up, Rob? Man, what's going on? Another midday episode. This one's going to be fun. I'm excited about this one. We have, uh, we are in the Bat Cave of probably the hottest, most talked about um, thing in waterfowl right now, the new waiter company coming to market, Shin Gear. And we have got, uh, as our guest, the brains behind the whole thing, Mr. Jeff Jones. <laughs> How are you? Just fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. feel very honored. Yeah, and thanks for that compliment on the brains behind the whole thing. I'm <laughs> I don't really know how to respond to that. Well, it's between brains and beauty, and yeah. so I, I figured brains was safer. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. No, man, just part of the team. Oh, well, thank you for here. thanks for sitting down with us. Um, I'm sure I know you guys are getting a bazillion requests for these interviews and things like that, and uh, the buzz is definitely, I mean, all around. That's all I'm getting texted and called about. Or I'm sure you guys are experiencing the same kind of feedback just people interested and yeah there's a lot of positive feedback seems to be uh, uh I, I guess a way to say it's a lot of hunger in the market yeah. for something along this line uh we're really happy to kind of fill that void that we felt was out mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. uh provide waterfowl hunters with a product that you know like we say we'll stand behind yeah yeah that's fantastic that's an awesome brilliant line i'd really you came up with that. I, I will take 100% credit for that. <laughs> so now you'll take credit for it. Okay. Somebody asked me the other day, somebody said, who came up with that? And I was like, uh, Jones did. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the uh, Seinfeld episode where uh, Costanza would have a good line, yeah. and he'd just throw his hands up in there and walk out. <laughs> just, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's it. That's great. I'm, I'm done. That's I'm out. Okay. Well, f- for those who may not have seen that yet on Instagram or anywhere else, what 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 is the the line? It's, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, you try to get your point across. Uh, we basically said we'll stand behind them as long as you'll stand in them. Mm, pretty cut and dry. <laughs> to I the mean, point. That's awesome. You know, there, there's going to be certain things that are out of our control. They're sure. out of anybody's control. You um, you rip them in a weird way, getting yeah. on a four-wheeler or out of a boat on a sharp piece of yeah. Uh, aluminum that's not really or rolling a four-wheeler or rolling no a four-wheeler kid. or no you know kid. something weird like that happens that that's kind of expected to be uh yeah. you know not 100 percent covered but sure. i'll tell you what we'll do we'll we'll do our best to fix them for you mm. now i mean there might be there's some things that are coming across that uh if you rip a whole leg or ripped a back mm-hmm. out of something you, you know you may not be able to repair every single thing sure. we'll uh We'll give it our best shot to repair everything that comes through. I think and the, if it fails on our end, 
We'll definitely take yeah. care of you. I think the cool part about that is that the overwhelming majority of duck hunters are good people in their heart, and I think most of them are not going to try to intentionally take advantage of you there. It's, yeah, I mean, I mean you got to kind of believe that, you know, you, you put this warranty out there and you say, all right, maybe – Maybe somebody does. Someone's going to take advantage so they can get a new pair every year mm-hmm. and and all that. You, you, you hope that doesn't happen, but, you know, we, we just build the best we can. It's going to happen a few times, yeah. I'm sure. But, sure. but it's mean, worth doing it that way for the people who are going right. to do it the right way. Correct. Yeah, and, and you know, you've got a guy that goes out there <laughs> and hunts, and like I tell everybody, the waders are made by hand. They're made by a person. Uh, yeah. We all make mistakes. If, if there's an issue with the waiter. When you get it and it leaks or has a problem, we're going to cover it. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix it. We're going to get it back to you. Or we're going to get you in something so you keep going. If you go out there and do something dumb, fall off a four-wheeler, rip a <laughs> hole in it, send it back to us, let us fix it, and let us get it back to you. That's yeah. that's what we try to do, and we're going to try to do it as quickly as possible. We're going to do it here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh the whole honestly the whole goal is you think about the weekend hunter he goes out and on sunday he has some kind of issue and his waiter starts leaking if he can get that waiter back to us monday tuesday or even on his way home i'll meet mm-hmm. somebody if you want to if you're coming through mm-hmm. drop it off but if we can get it back to you before that next friday yep. so you don't miss a weekend you're gonna be a happy yeah dude. that's that's the goal now if, awesome. it, if it's a guy that's hunting every single day of the season I, I, you know, I'll do my best to fix it the same day, but I'm not making any promises. It's, yeah. uh, it's really trying to focus on people not having to miss time. I think the yeah. overwhelming majority of people, though, are not expecting it to be repaired. Something to be repaired the next day. They just don't want to turn in pair of waiters on December the second and get them back in May. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, well, they don't want it, They don't want a big hole or something like that just to be a season ender. Like, okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, or I got to go buy another pair mm-hmm. or something like that. Or yeah, and everybody here being duck hunters and and knowing the limited time that we have during the season we know people want to be wearing them and right. them. let's let's fix it get it back to them right so that's that's the goal that's what we're gonna to try to do well so that's pretty awesome to kind of hear the heart and soul behind the brand and the warranty says so much about what you think about the consumer and what you believe about your waiters but tell us some Tell us some of the magic juju that everybody wants to know about the actual waiters themselves. What what makes them different? Well, all right. There, there's a lot of things that make them different. And one of the coolest things that makes them different, I feel like, because I'm a product guy. That's that's okay. what I do. I'm a product person. I always will be a product person. I'm not a I'm not a marketing person. Uh, somebody wants to How said, long have you been a product person, by I the way? I have been building waders and waterfowl gear for over 20 years. Wow. Yeah, so I've, I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I've, <laughs> I've managed to do it for a long time, and I know some things to do and not to do. Sure. And the one of the things, I'm not saying other people's are, but the one thing I really like about the waiters is the simplicity behind them. Yep. They're not overly gimmicky. Uh, there's not a whole bunch of things added to them that are bells and whistles that make them more appealing through marketing. It's really just a simple quality product. Mm. It has some parts to it that are well thought out and placed in good, you know, in where you need them to be, but they're not overly gimmicky. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not any kind of tricks or stuff mm-hmm. to them. Uh, it's simple's hard. Simple, <laughs> is, simple is very day. hard yeah, to do. There's and a lot of processes right. that go into 
cutting down on weight and other, all sorts of stuff like that. So just to, I don't even know where to start, but I'll kind of just, I'll, I'll big picture the waiter and, and kind of bring it in. All right. Overall, the, the one of the biggest differences between this waiter and some of the other waiters that are out there, they are they are a waterproof, breathable product, which everybody's kind of gotten used to. It's not mm-hmm. neoprene. Okay. So this is in waterfowl. This is the phase of waders that comes after neoprene. So, you know, give us the history. Can't rubber canvas. Oh man, the history. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you go back to like the 1800s, like things like 1836. <laughs> I have a book on the history of waders. It's amazing. Uh, He's not laughing. No, I really do. <laughs> a pair of waders serious. from 1836. <laughs> yeah, the Egyptians had a pretty yeah, good pair of waders. If, <laughs> if you can picture a guy sitting in a chair with three daughters around and he's reading them the history of waders, that's my house. <laughs> so the Jeff Jones bedtime stories you're reading these kids about the. Let me tell you about when Converse invented the wait. You know, it's, so eyes rolling. Anyway, yeah, no, that's that's it. That's where it came from. It was rubber. You had uh, you had some uh, rubber factories in the U.S. You had mm-hmm. they were making rubber tires and everything, and rubber waders came out of that. Converse, as everybody knows, Converse shoes. They were one of the very they were a Converse rubber company, and they were one hmm. of the very first to make waders. Really? Yeah, I had no clue. Yep, I didn't either. <laughs> so they Learned made a, they made an all rubber waiter, and then kind of the progression as I know it. I know I'm getting this all wrong. There's some super waiter historian out there that's going to kill me. But <laughs> if you're uh, listening and you're the waiter historian, will you call us? Yeah, we'd like to, we'd love to have you on. Yeah. So you, you kind of saw the progression of rubber, which was sure. really kind of only available in black or this dark green, and then as you kind of Move, I'm moving my hand down this table, but it's kind of a timeline that moves forward. Then you start covering it with canvas. Mm-hmm. Canvas allowed mm-hmm. it to be colored different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, canvas led to camouflage. and Sure. Then it goes on. And then at some point in time, the canvas and rubber just went away. And everything went to neoprene. Okay. Uh, and That neo- was like early 90s, late 80s? Oh, man, that's 80s. The 80s time frame. Okay. Uh, neoprene became king for waders. Okay. It was uh, a lot better fit. It uh, stretched. It was comfortable to wear. Yeah. Had a little bit of breathability to it, a little bit of wicking to it mm-hmm. that the uh, rubber and canvas didn't have. And then uh, neoprene was king. Neoprene was king all through the, let's say, late, mid to late 80s, all through the 90s into the 2000s. And then you get to breathable fabric which is mm-hmm. uh, like the polyester fabric that's been around and you, everybody's kind of developed into that now. And you, you're seeing it again with uh, neoprene just slowly mm-hmm. falling off the side of the yeah. earth and everybody wears mm-hmm. um, polyester breathable, breathable mm-hmm. waders. They're really comfortable. Uh, they're just not overly durable. Mm. That's the thing with polyester. It's a thin face fabric. Uh, it, it, tears easy it doesn't really like to bond with itself or with other uh mechanical properties so it's it's good but it's not great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which All is right. the bonding is why you have seam leaks yeah Just, that's why you I have mean, seam leaks you have stretching in there you have uh, uh stitching that pops and mm-hmm. things like that cause an issue uh you're trying to get a fabric to do what it's not intended mm-hmm. to do. It's not intended to go sit in water for long periods of time. That we've been talking about, or you and I have spoken about that, but 
the water pressure resorting in leaks, that kind of blew my mind. It's something I just never would have thought about. It's something that the -hmm. longer you stand in water, that puts stress on seams, that puts stress on threads and all sorts of things, which causes those issues long-term. I just didn't, I just, it's kind of obvious, I guess, but I just never thought about it. Yeah. And it's, a lot of that's too, is because it's real thin. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thinness of uh, the polyester material is just not made to do that. Sure. So, Polyester is what breathable waders basically have all been made out of. Yeah, that's what your face fabric is. So uh, that means that's all right. What we're going to get, we'll, let's dive off into the nerdiness of it. So when when most consumers look at a waiter, they just see the waiter. They just see the camo print on the outside, and they right. think that's a waiter. To a product person and to a fabric person, there's multiple layers in that. Okay, that you're seeing. So. When you look at the outside and you see that waiter and you see that camo material, that to me is face fabric. Okay. All right, because it is, it's on the face. It's on the outside. There's generally a uh, a waterproof layer or laminate back behind the face fabric, Mm -hmm. and then behind that you have something like a trico, that really all it does is separate your body from that laminate. Okay. So the if you think about it like a hamburger. All right. I generally do. Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks of hamburgers when they think of waiters. Uh, The face fabric is part of the bun. Mm -hmm. The laminate is the meat to the hamburger. Okay. And then your bottom bun is your face. uh, It's your trico again on the inside. Okay. And all it's doing is protecting your body from that laminate and really protecting the laminate from your body. Because your body's doing as much damage to a waiter as anything on the outside of it. And so those three layers are manufactured together before the waiter is is built, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you looked at a waiter that's on the market now, you would take a polyester face fabric. You have got to take heat transfer paper. Think about um, like copy paper. And that's what your print, that's what your camo print is on. Okay. And it goes through a high heat roller system to transfer the uh, paper print onto the face fabric. Okay. And that's good and bad. It's good because you get this really crisp, bright, uh, almost shiny pattern on there that looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. But that heat transfer also kind of damages the fibers of the polyester fabric. Okay. So it's good that you get this print, but it's bad because you are causing a little bit of damage to your polyester fabric. Okay. All right, and then also underneath that polyfabric, you're getting a laminate. So when you think laminate, think just just to visualize saran wrap. Okay. Saran wrap would be kind of what a laminate looks like. It's melted onto the back of your face fabric, and then you follow that up with the trico, which goes against the back of it. It does and the protection. And what make all three of those hold together. Heat and glue is what make all those hold together. And heat is what puts the print on the face fabric. Hmm. But it also damages the face fabric yeah, so as it's printing. Heat serves its purpose, but, but it's, it's also it's, a problem. Okay. All right. So. And these are polyester. Our waiter is not polyester. So let's fast forward to what we're doing. So we're taking a fabric that is not polyester and it's not neoprene, but it's nylon. So nylon is a... It has a higher tensile strength, which means if you break the fiber all the way down to just the threads, the tensile mm-hmm. that puts it all together, it's stronger 
Uh, it's a lot more durable. It's more abrasion resistant. Mm. It's more puncture resistant than what a polyester is. Well, the bad part about nylon is you can't paper print it. But that's also the good part about nylon. Okay, so because you don't have to subject it to heat, right? So okay. if if you're if you're damaging polyester by paper printing it, mm-hmm. we are using nylon and we're digitally printing it. So we're using a, a cold process of printing it, where we actually print the fabric, we print the camo pattern right onto the fabric without applying heat. So there's no damage to the nylon fabric. Used. Okay, hold on just a second. Yeah, gotta, you're talking to I gotta so. catch my brain. Uh, gotta catch up. Whoa. Uh, yeah, let's climb back up out of that hole. Um, so, like, not I, I hate to throw some real names out there, but all the common hunting waders, bandits, drakes, sitkas, the frog togs, those are all polyester breathable waders. Yeah, to waders. my knowledge and to my experience and what I've seen in the industry, everybody is using a polyester heat transfer printed material okay um we're not we're using a nylon digital print wow so, so just like it goes through a printer like it just goes right over the top of it yeah and just i mean throws it, it, it on there it honestly is printing directly you're printing the like inks. copy paper yeah you're printing the ink and the pattern and everything directly onto the fabric so you, there's no need to put it through metal rollers there's no need to apply heat to it you don't have to do any of that process. You're just printing it right onto. So you're starting with a superior fabric, and you're finishing with a superior fabric. Yes, after that's the exactly cameras. right. You're starting with a superior, much better fabric, and we're not damaging it through any of the processes, processes to print it. And and why have like this is probably a painfully obvious question to you as a product guy, but why are the other hunting waiter manufacturers not making waiters out of nylon? Well, I mean. I, I don't know. I don't know how to speak. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to answer that question exactly for all of them, why somebody else doesn't do it. But I can tell you it is extremely expensive. Okay. It's uh, it's it's expensive. I mean, that's... And a- it's slow. And it's, uh, it's painful to get the coloring right. I mean, it, it's mm. a process in itself. I mean, okay. anybody that's ever... I mean, think about it all the way down to printing out a PDF at work. You know, mm-hmm, it takes sure. a while to get that coloring set and how you want it to appear and, and all that. So getting the coloring right, uh, printing it the way that we wanted to and not damaging the fabric that went mm-hmm, into it mm-hmm. and then just going to the cost and expense of doing it was – but it gives you – it's a better product. It mm-hmm. leads to a better product. It, it, yeah. You're using a better ingredient to get to a better product. Kind of mind blown right now. No, it's pretty. <laughs> it's a lot to. Up. It's can, a lot to absorb. Can you talk? So, in terms of how long it takes to get it right, I mean, are you sending off samples and getting stuff back? Can you talk to us a little bit about the development of that and the process? Oh I mean, man, this yeah. Because let me interrupt real quick. I did see the in all the Instagram comments, or whatever. This is Japanese fabric. Yeah, and so, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. It's a really high-end quality fabric. Okay. Uh, some of it comes from Japan. Some of it comes out of Taiwan. Uh, to I, a redneck like me, everything on that side of the ocean feels like it's, you know, China. But I heard the other day, I, it was actually, it was Toxie Hayes that was talking about how much higher quality Japan's manufacturing capabilities yeah. are, even than like what we have in the U.S. And then, I mean, it's it's yeah. like top of the heap yeah japan i mean think think toyota 
I mean, they mm. n- nothing against any car maker, and I don't even drive a Toyota, but the processes that the Japanese people use to do everything that they do through work and life and whatever, it is just top-notch. They do. It is very quality. Quality control uh, through the fabric provider is just it's step by step by step. There's no cheating. There's no shortcuts. There's, you know, you ask the question about how many developments went back and yeah, forth. I'm just curious how that It's process. like, you know, I would be talking to them and say, all right, hey, that didn't exactly print right. Why don't you just change it like this and send it to me? And they're like, no, we're going to go all the way back to step one and we're going to work it all the way through this step and then we'll send it to you. It's not, I mean, it's, it, it, it's just a very formal manufacturing That's process, interesting. and you get that out of Japan and quality fabrics. I, I point that out because, admittedly, and I, this is probably not politically correct to say, but Japan, Taiwan, and China all seem like the same thing to me in my simple brain. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's what you want to put into the product and what you uh, want to do. To kind of skip around a little bit, building a waiter or really building any kind of product that you're going to make, you're mm-hmm. baking a cake, okay? Uh, baking a cake, making a hamburger, however you want a food analogy. I'm getting kind I'm of hungry really here, hungry. Uh, but it, it's easy. It's easy to relate things to food. If you use all the better ingredients, you get a better cake. Okay. You can cut ingredients you can make things cheap and you can do stuff along the way and still get a cake out of it and still get that cake out of the same country you get the better cake out of Mm -hmm. but it all depends on the ingredients that you put Mm -hmm. into it to get your cake so this is farm fresh eggs and fresh squeeze oj however you want to go with it but yeah it's (laughs) these chickens were happy (laughs) (laughs) free range that makes sense though i mean it's it's I guess it's similar to building a house. I mean, you don't see what's behind the walls. You don't know whether those two by fours are actually two by four or whether yeah, one and a half I mean, by three and a half. I mean, yeah, think about it however yeah. you want to think about it, whether it's just builder grade or mm-hmm. semi-custom or complete custom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's what you want to put into it. I guess it what I'm saying is from the outside. That's right. Just yeah. eyeballing it, it they they look similar. Yes. But, but behind what goes into product development and to the quality of the components is significantly different. That's is what right. you're saying. That's exactly right. Did y'all come right out of the gate saying we wanted to do nylon? Or did you come out of the gate saying we need, we need to do polyester better and then over time realize, no, we can actually do nylon? No, it was kind of a evolution in, in in the process of or just an evolution in this brand and what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, we started out with a polyester waiter. We, mm. we started out using some polyester fabric that we were still sourcing out of japan uh still getting some other parts out of taiwan uh and we built a really good waiter it was really a high-end waiter uh the polyester material was a lot different and whatnot but the comment was made one day just a simple off the hand comment of Mm. hey if you really want to do something different and completely unique let's make it out of nylon and let's digitally print it like this and let's seam it like this and like all the air went out of the room <laughs> and it was just like this long pause of everybody and they're like uh yeah that's what we're gonna do <laughs> that's what we're, gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do that right now <laughs> so we had to re-ingredient rebuild our cake yeah. all of a sudden there yeah. at the end but honestly it was the best choice we could make it made it took it from 
I mean, I don't even know what kind of car analogy to be, but it took it from a very high-end waiter that it was that mm-hmm. we had built. and were Like really a Toyota Camry to like a Supra or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, there it is. I didn't really think Supras of high-end, but sure. Well, yeah. I was trying to, th- yeah, I was trying yeah, to stay no, in the I Toyota was, family. I'm with you. I didn't, I'm glad we didn't. I mean, Camry can still go 400,000 miles. Yeah, you know? I, I'm glad you didn't <laughs> drop a Datsun on me there. But, no, we uh, – <laughs> We, we did. We, we just took it to another level. And that's something that we have continued to do. I mean, not marketing or tooting mm-hmm. our own horn or beating it, but we really just, it's always just been this continuous of let's take it to another level. Yeah. You know, everybody says, well, ask that question of why, why, why. And I would say that we ask the question of, well, why not? Okay. Why so, can't we do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nylon is a huge deal obviously is not i'm assuming that nylon is the same kind of stuff that's on like briar proof chaps and things like that is that a nylon type material that yeah no that's not a you know there's always just different types of nylon and different things when you think of like uh briar proof stuff you're getting more into like a cordura that's okay. really super heavy I, okay I never recommend anybody. Yeah, to these be are not briar proof. Don't wear your waders well, through I, green briars yeah. and and all that. That's that's crazy. You hear that talk all the time, like oh, do they stand up to barbed wire? And yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> no. They're not made to go through barbed wire. They're made they're made to keep you dry when you get in the water. That's what they're made for. Well, man. I ask that I ask that not because I wanted to go running through barbed wire fences or briar patches. But if patches. anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna but, be this. Yeah, one. if yeah. anybody can do it. It'll I mean, my neighbor's not running his rabbit dogs in our waders. He's a... <laughs> no, I was asking because, like, when I hold these waders next to a pair of other breathable waders, yeah. all the other brands, these feel more abrasion-resistant or the... the I, I don't know how to describe it other yeah, than you. You the, can feel it. You can feel the strength and the durability in the fabric. Substantial. If you touch mm-hmm. one and touch the other, mm-hmm. it, it's completely different. You instantly feel it and yeah. you can see it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I can the first polyester waders that you guys made that I held, and then comparing these two, feeling the two against one another, there's a significant difference. So. I want to go back to something that you mentioned just a second ago because you were talking about seam closure, and I've seen several comments on Instagram. Um, I've been I've been watching like a hawk from a distance, but um, talk about the seams. Okay, all right. So the seams are are different too. So, so we're, we're sitting here in front of a pair of them, and Jeff's laying them out here on the table. The man just yeah. stood up for his chair. I got to stand he's, up to do things. Triple threat. Uh, all right. So if you if you take it all the way down to to how a product is made, again I'll, I'll go through it. like anybody's anybody else's waiter or anything out there. If it's a you, you have these layers of fabric where you've got a face fabric, you've got a laminate, and you've got a trico backer. And I'll, I'll talk the difference between ours and that in a minute. But you, you're you're starting out with waterproof fabric. All right, the fabric itself is waterproof the problem that comes into it is when you start sewing 11 seams 11 stitches per inch so when you're poking a hole in it yeah when (laughs) when you when you have to seam the crotch or seam the inseam or make a stitching into it 
you've punched 22, you've punched 11 holes every inch in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, then you come back on it with some uh, tape and, you, excuse me, you try to seal it up that way. That is the traditional way of making a waiter. Okay. All right. So, and if you were using polyester, if we were using polyester now, or if we were using neoprene or whatever we're doing, that is how we would make this waiter. But we're not. We're using nylon. So just to review, though, so we're talking if you use polyester and you're using all these heat-applied colors, you've weakened it by putting all the heat-applied Just in stuff. manufacturing the roll yeah. of fabric. And then, speaking of more manufacturing damage, quote-unquote, you've po- poked all these holes in yeah. it. So by the time you've put it through the polyester processes for colorization and then you've put it through all the stitching, you've poked holes and damaged your fabric. Yeah, you've poked okay. 11 just, holes just in, every, in every inch of it. So, <laughs> so, that, make sure so was, that's the problem. You destroy... A waterproof garment by making it. <laughs> That's what right. I'm getting at. Yeah. Hakuna Matata, <laughs> the circle of life here. We've destroyed it to build it. All right. So what we found is by using nylon, we could do a different process. Okay. So any seam that is in the legs and below the crotch, anywhere that is in an area that is most impacted by being in the water. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing we can do on, like, any seam that has a zipper. Okay. It's, it has traditional stitching and, uh, and tape. seam tape yeah. behind it, and it's high on the chest mm-hmm. or it's up, like, up out of the way. But on the leg seams and on the crotch seams and on the back, we found that because we're using nylon, mm-hmm. we can mechanically bond it. Yeah. Mechanically bonded. That's a big word. Does that mean for, magic? No. Like. It means it, it means welded. <laughs> but it's not like at your cousin's like welding shop oh. where he's got a MIG or, sure. or a, a whatever type of welding tools that he used. We've been able to, because of the nylon and the mechanical bonding, our factory has a, it's the only factory that can do it. It's the only technology out there that we've been able to find for a place that can do this. They can mechanically bond it. They have a machine that they can run these seams through that basically welds the fabric together. Just like all the other waders out there. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so that's unbelievable. And it's done in a way that the fabric is inverted. So there's some other welding that's done, and you generally you would take a piece of fabric and you'd lay it on top of the other fabric and you would weld it, and you get this hard edge that you can feel and it kind of un- mm-hmm. unravels. Mm-hmm. Ours is not done that way. We turn the, the fabric into itself and weld it in a way that you can't feel or that's see why it feels or so anything flat. like it's... that. It gives it a very, very flat seam. So the... So if I look on the inside of these waders where the seam is, first thing I notice about the seam, by the way, is that these are not in the normal seam locations. Yeah, they, they are that, moved. We did we do put the leg seams in areas where they're not, uh, you know, like you, you see people walking all the time, and those inside legs, the, the material on the end seams will kind of be rubbing against each mm-hmm. other. We moved our seams off of that, mm-hmm. so they're not. You don't have two seams rubbing and catching as you walk. That's really smart. All right, but where I was going with that question was on these seams, on the inside. There's tape. Sure. And if that tape wasn't there, would the would the welding? Yeah. So essentially, the what the welding does is it it creates the seal. Okay. It creates the waterproof seal. The mm-hmm. tape just reinforces the waterproof seal. Wow. 
Hmm. So we're we're looking at an engineering marvel here is what I, I'm feeling. I, 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 Let's I go back to the word magic. <laughs> yeah. I like magic I like is better. Magic. <laughs> Our winners are magic. They're different. Can you they, design they a duck different. call for me? <laughs> uh. They're different. So, but... Uh, Again, you know, we, we do have a zipper with a full-length zipper in the chest. Mm-hmm. We have some zippers on the uh, chest pockets. We have some zippers on the handworm pockets. And because of the zippers, you're not able to mm-hmm. do the mechanically bonding. So there is some traditional sewing, but it's so far up on the body, up on the chest. It's not in an area. I, I love mean, how you, I read somewhere y'all wrote, if you're hunting that deep, you probably need to find shallower water. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> If if you're if you've got to stand out there in armpit armpit depth water, you're doing it wrong. Okay. You're mad at him. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Sure, but back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find shallower water. Yeah, I mean, or get a boat. One yeah, or the other. The the zippers that are there up on the the high hand warmer style mm-hmm. pockets. I mean, those are those zippers are coated. Right? Yeah. So we use all YKK waterproof zippers. Mm-hmm. There's. All right, so let's go back to something you said earlier about pressure. So there's a difference between waterproof zippers. I know it's hard to imagine. You can have waterproof zippers. So our our chest zipper that runs from the chest down to the crotch is a YKK. It's a patented YKK Aqua Seal zipper. Mm-hmm. It is made to withstand pressure. It is made to be submerged underwater for long periods of time and not leak. Okay. The zip the the YKK zippers that we use in the chest pockets, they're made to be waterproof for a period of time. They're not made to be submerged for extended periods. Like you couldn't hunt all day and have a chest zipper. Got it. Not Got it. not uh, be issued with the uh, pressure. But the chest zipper, the body zipper, is made for pressure. So those other pockets will protect against splash and rain. And oh, those sure. Sorts and of if things. you have to, if you have to go through some deep water to get to a spot that you're going to hunt, or uh, if you fall and immediately get up, you're protected from that. It'll take care of you for short periods of time. It is just not made to be submerged for mm-hmm. hours and days period. on end, yeah. like the Aqua Seal zipper in the body is. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So. One of the things I noticed is that there's not a bunch of insulation on the inside. Like, it's just the material, right? That's right. Yeah. So, again, that's a... Uh, not an accident, I'm assuming. No, it's not an accident. It was on purpose. And okay. it's, uh, it's one of those complex, simple things. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, temperature and weather and how you feel about it is so subjective. Right. You've been there a million times when you're like... It's a nice day, and the person next to you is like, I'm freezing. Mm -hmm. This man is like, I'm burning up. So temperature regulation and everything, it it just is so subjective. Mm -hmm. So being a waiter or a product person, I don't know know what you need to keep warm, but you do. So the thought behind the waiter was, you wear what you need to wear to keep warm or to keep cool or to regulate your temperature Mm -hmm. in that environment you're in. Yeah. We're going to worry about keeping you dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you dress yourself, yeah. we'll keep you dry. Yeah, you, yeah okay. you keep yourself warm or cool or whatever you need to do, we're going to focus on keeping you dry. Uh, one of the things I noticed about un, when I started wearing uninsulated waders versus the insulated ones was I could not 
mess with seams or seam leaks or anything like that with insulated waders because I couldn't actually get to the waiter material right. on the inside. Yeah, that's a you know that's kind of a, a hidden bonus to it too. As far as on our side of it, if if an accident or something does happen and we've got to repair it, we don't have to try to remove a whole bunch of insulation and put it back mm-hmm. in and all that. And honestly, man, being a a long time product person, I can tell you. If you're focused on building a waiter, the last thing you're focused on is give me the best quality insulation out there. <laughs> you know, it, it's a it's a marketing thing of saying, "Yep, yeah. ours it's a box you got to check. Sure. Are they insulated? Check mark. Mm-hmm. What are they insulated with? Insulation. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So that you know, our again that complex sim- complex simplicity was. Let's just build a waiter. Let's keep people dry and mm-hmm. then let them wear what they need to wear in the environment they're mm-hmm. going to be in. Makes a difference because, I mean, if you once you try wearing uninsulated waiters, you're right. You can layer in your in your legs. I mean, it's just not that oh, complicated. Oh, man, it's so much more comfortable. And the and the actual insulation you would wear between base layers and waiter pants and stuff is so much better. Got to be so much better yes. than a little Abs- bit of quilted lining that they're putting a- in most waiters. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's unbelievable. So, completely different fabric. Mm-hmm. Your seam closure is uh, magic. <laughs> 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 um, and talk about the boots because they're clearly a little different than anything I've ever seen. And the yep, the boot covers are so, different than anything I've seen. A boots. Uh, we'll talk about the boot first, or we'll talk about the boot cover because it's working its way down. So one of the problems with a boot is. You have this rubber material protecting the foot and the rubber material protecting just above the ankle. Mm-hmm. And then you have this space, but this 80-inch space between the ankle and the top of the boot that is neoprene. Mm-hmm. All right. So the problem with the neoprene there is that is an area that if you only had the neoprene and you're walking through logs or you're walking through limbs or going next to boat blinds and stuff, that just... It's easily can be torn mm-hmm. or it's a weak catch point. or tear. Yeah. It's a weak point in the process. Back when everybody wore neoprene waders, the the rubber came all the way up to eight inches That's on right. most of them. Yeah, for that reason, yeah. right? That's right. So we build the boot, uh, and, and you want that neoprene up here because it's comfortable. Right. And it makes the boot so much lighter than having all rubber. And I, the first, I'm sure this was not the first, but I remember Redhead made a pair of waders that had neoprene right there around the knobby spot in your ankle that was super comfortable oh yeah like, and others did too but anyways that that yeah it, that, that, it, it, it tore right there and you poked through right there right. but it was so much more comfortable because the rubber on the sides of the boot didn't smash on your ankles when you got in deeper it's water, deeper water right. yep. so you put a little bit of rubber to cover that weak spot at your ankle and then it's neoprene above that so to combat the, the softness of the neoprene at the top of the boot, we put a boot cover on it. And the boot cover is attached to the waiter body. It's right at the top of the boot, and it just covers, it does mm-hmm. what it says. It's a boot cover. It covers the top of the boot to protect that neoprene area. The thing I noticed about the boot cover is it's pretty snug around the boot. It's it is. The other boot covers I've seen are really loose. Yeah. Drape. And they, yeah, I feel like when I've walked through the water in those, I feel like I'm picking up water like a parachute almost yeah. like it yeah that, that's a problem the other when it's loose like that or when you have this real big area uh that's not attached water kind of wicks its way up 
Uh, it'll hold water there. So when you get in your boat, it just kind of yeah. drains <sighs> forever and will fill it up. So if you attach it right above the boot, you give just a minimal area to cover the top of the boot. And then in the back of the boot cover, we built in uh, a mesh little drain system. So mm-hmm. it's very minimal water that can even live in there as you wild. take a step. Um, yeah, the other, the other part about that loose cover... I've seen loose boot covers on boots before too. No, other than all the water that goes in there, I saw a guy catch it on a uh, cypress knee, just a little bitty <laughs> oh, cypress yeah, knee. Oh so yeah, stepping down the, the heel part. Yeah, of it. yep. Tripped and fell. When I got done laughing, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember to tighten <laughs> that, that up better." When I got done laughing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's the boot cover. Yeah. And then the boot again it's it's one of those things like we talked about earlier where you can look at it and go ah well that boot kind of looks like all boots mm-hmm. it, it again when you look at it on the face yeah it it, it kind of looks like all right. boots it, it it has that look to it it's a rubber bottom <laughs> it's got a heel and a toe <laughs> but it's got a heel <laughs> and a toe it's got some tread on it and you're like oh okay uh but it's different because we go into it and you know the the whole foot area of the boot, the in, I'm talking inside out. So that's how my mind works, works mm-hmm. inside out. We use a different type of neoprene inside there. We use a SBR neoprene. It's really soft. It's very comfortable. Then we come down into the uh, midsole of the boot and we put EVA in it. Well, EVA comes from like a tennis shoe sole. Mm-hmm. It gives you that real soft cushioning, that rebounding feel that when you step, it kind of gives and mm-hmm. pushes mm-hmm. back on you. And then at the very bottom of it, we put a rubber outsole. And the rubber outsole gives you your traction. It gives you grip, uh, oil resistance, slip resistance, and all that. So mm-hmm. when you look at it, you go, ah, you know, it, it kind of looks like a, a boot. Well, it is a boot, but it has... Better ingredients yeah. behind the scenes that make it a better boot. Right. So which came first, the tread or the logo? Because I noticed that, that the, what do you call this this part of the shin gear logo? Is that a... We kind of refer to it as the Delta. Okay. Uh, and then, so the the logo came first. The, the shin name with the Delta above the E came first. And then it was like, you know, I can take that delta and make a really cool trip. But that's kind of a that's kind of a uh, a flashy. I don't know what do you call the little thing above the e in the French word. Is that a circum something circumflex? Well, I mean, I don't want to flex on you, (laughs) but as if you haven't already been flexing for. And this is not because my mom was a school teacher, but that's a diacritic. (laughs) A diacritic, got it? Okay. So, so why do you, <laughs> is that keto or paleo or what is the, <laughs> so that turning the beagles out on that one too. Obviously that, that Delta thing is a reference to the diacritic that's above the written word, right? right. Or kind of a right. play on that. Yeah. Okay. But it's it, a reference it, to where we live and where right. we hunt. That's right. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, it makes it an awesome tread. It <laughs> I mean, does. It, looks it, good, it really did make a good tread. It, uh, you know, it doesn't hold a whole lot of mud. And mm-hmm. It's comfortable but to wear and walk grip. in. And yep. you can, yeah, you can maneuver around easily. Well, things that one of the things I was most struck about about the boot, I think, is just light. It is light. It's it, just it, a lighter it, boot. It's a lot lighter than 
uh, kind of what you think and what you look at too. The, the overall waiter is is lighter. Is a lot lighter. I agree. And that's what's so hard to kind of wrap my mind around is that it feels so much more substantial and durable mm -hmm. than any of the other breathable waders I've held or worn, but it's also feels so much lighter. Maybe that's it's because there's less lighter. material or <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's a little bit of all of it, but um, normally if something's lighter, it's less substantial, you know? Mm -hmm. So big picture how you guys are not selling these to stores this year is direct to consumer direct to consumer yeah. so give us a frame of reference like i know you're going to answer this very politically correct but give us the redneck terminology how does a guy decide what size waders he wears in terms of fit oh it's okay to me it's simple i guess okay. probably because i've spent a lot of time thinking about it and mm -hmm. i try not to overthink anything but I mean, you really, if you can answer just two questions or three simple questions, number one, first and foremost, is what size boot do you wear? Okay. What, you know, what size shoe do you have on your foot right now? Okay. And if that's a 10, then you wear a 10. All right. The next question is, what is your jacket size? Okay. Do you wear a large jacket? Do you wear an extra large jacket? Do you wear 3X? You know mm -hmm. what size you wear. Mm -hmm. Well, that's... Pretty much what size waiter you're going to wear. Is that what people would call sort of true to true to size or true yeah, to – I hear exactly people right. say that. So it, it's a true to fit waiter. Me, I am a medium. I, if, if I'm going to buy a T-shirt, if I'm going to buy any kind of shirt, if I'm going to buy a jacket, I am a medium. I am a medium body waiter. Okay. So uh, you can – you know, some people – are weird sized, you know, to be honest, some people, sometimes you have a bigger waist than you do a chest. So if your waist is bigger than your chest, don't worry about your chest measurement. Let's fit your waist. Gotcha. You know, it's. Okay. So the, so it's, it's a combination of boot and jacket size. Yeah. So you would, I would be like a nine extra large. There you go. Okay. Hmm. Easy enough. At I, what point is there a. What about a guy that says, I know some of the other brands do like short and slim or king or tall or regular. Is there a yeah, point so, at which somebody should say, hey, I'm a custom size? And, yeah. So I'm, a, I'm a stout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a stout. Or square bodies out there. So being a new brand and, and being a new product just coming out, we, we couldn't go in and build mm -hmm. 15 different sizes of each boot size. Right. Okay. So... We really try to hit that medium or let's just use medium for a reference or the large or the extra large or whatever. We try to hit it a little bit right in the middle and, and, a tent, and tend to be just a little bit longer. Okay. So that we can fit people that are anywhere from 5'6 to 6'4, six, 6'5 six, okay. in that range. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, so as, longer, as we grow and do better, we'll we'll start getting into the talls and the shorts and, and all that. Mm -hmm. But one of the options that we have, if you can give us a little bit of extra time, it's, you know, it wouldn't be an in-stock item and something that we can do. We could do some custom stuff. Okay. We have some custom stuff being made now. Uh, you know, if you, if you look at it, everybody's size kind of falls into a certain spectrum, and then mm -hmm. you're just adding – maybe inseam to it or you're building the body a little bit wider or a little bit taller okay so we have the capabilities to build you a custom set of waders if you can give us just a little bit more time okay um and so and, the, and we're willing to do it too. the process for that would be what do you, 
send a message on Instagram, yeah, send an email? I mean, how just do you, the easiest people... way to get in touch with us, uh, either through email or a message on Instagram is great. There's Everybody's looking at it constantly, mm-hmm. so uh, that's probably the quickest way. And if you uh, send a message, someone will get back to you. And, and, and most people know. You, you know if you're a 4X body but right. you got a 28 inch insane. <laughs> you you know these waiters not gonna fit you. So. I'm not gonna call any names. But I actually have hunted with a few. I mean, I wasn't like looking that. at anybody. I was just <laughs> I'm just putting this size out there. I have a 29 inch inseam. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, we are, but the, the point is, we are willing to work with you That's to awesome. build you sure. uh, a custom waiter, and we'll back it just the same as we will the ones that we are building and putting in stock. That's awesome. So, speaking of waiters and ordering waiters and all that, July 14th is the day. Yeah, July 14th, website goes live. All the information on the waiters go live. Uh, Let us get those orders rolling in. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do if you sell out? Oh, man. I'm going to recover. I'm going to spend a couple days recovering. Uh, I I mean, we'll be happy. Be happy as can be. But, I mean, this is a – it is such a long process to gather the ingredients, mm. to build the cake. It's, you know, they're, they're, you, you don't go back to the – you don't go back to the well multiple times yeah. a year. Yeah. So, you you say you, – you pull out a dart, you draw a bunch of numbers up on a wall, you throw it up there and you say, I feel like we – if we build a better product – and we put all this into it, we can sell these. Mm-hmm. And you put that number out there, and if you sell out, you promise to build more next year. <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. I'm, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still a little bit mind blown. And I, I mean, the, I obviously wore them this winter, so I knew some things, but I didn't know all of this. I mean, that's, that's the nylon clearly is i guess what feels so substantial in the seams is i don't know it's it's hard for me to it's so it's so simple but so um substantial i guess is the way it's like a complex simple it it is exactly it's like a very complex simple it's so but it's to me it seems so much better than all the rest of them that i'm the cynic in me goes why has nobody done this i mean I, it's it's hard for me to really fully wrap my mind around. I mean, I, mean, I imagine it's because it's really expensive to do. It, yeah, I mean that first and foremost, that probably is probably you're. I'm sure you're something right. that is, and then you know, two. I guess that part of that's why y'all are direct to consumer, right? Well, not only that, not only that it being direct to consumer because it is so expensive to do all this, but the the thing that really comes into it is this is our focus. This is what we are focused on is is waiters. We want to build an absolute better product than what we have found on the market or what we feel is on the market now. That's awesome. So when you simple things down to to what this is, a complex, simple waiter, mm-hmm. it's because that's what we focused on. Mm-hmm. We said, All right, you know what? Is that We're why y'all waiters. don't have fifty other products that you're coming out with this year that's I mean, exactly why we don't have 50 other products that we're coming out with this year uh you know we we have some stuff that we that we've built and that uh some a few people get to wear and do stuff in that's really cool too but our 
100 percent yeah our male models <laughs> our 100 percent focus was yeah how do we build a better waiter than mm-hmm. what's out there so we said you know what we're gonna be a waiter company and this is what we're gonna do that's and this awesome. is how we're gonna do it and we got it done and we were high-fiving and so excited and we said but now if you really want to make it better <laughs> let's do this and now is it so a little behind the scenes question that's the charcoal gray pair waiters that that Jeff Farmer wore this winter. Yeah, there's some charcoal gray ones out there that uh, were worn and uh, tested in. Some camo ones out there, too, that yeah. were mm-hmm. worn and tested in. There was a bunch of those that were worn mm-hmm. and tested. There's been a lot slick. of time spent in a mechanically bonded nylon yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something I admire is that you, you set out what you wanted to do, and then you went up to yourself before you'd even come to market the first time. And that's really hard to do. And that says a lot about a company wanting to innovate and push themselves and push the brand and push what can be done with, with waiters. There's been a lot of pushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you've done it. Well, it's everybody together. So you would recommend me. that people rabbit hunt in these yeah. and, uh, and repair repair barbed wire fences yeah. in these yeah if and you've got the, any uh ranching labor you need to do <laughs> these are good please do bulletproof. That. i mean so. that honestly that that really is people i i don't know what it is i i if if you just if they just don't think or they think they're indestructible or whatnot but man when it comes down to the end of it it's it's a man-made fiber it's right. it's, it's not for that right. i don't know how many times i would be driving home from my camp on a Sunday because I got to go work on Monday and pass a car wash and see a guy with a pair of waders laid out and he's just power washing <laughs> the dirt <laughs> off of and I'm like you're I mean, destroying se- those. several times I've stopped like, to my wife and my kids like oh here he goes <laughs> I would stop and doing? pull over like hey man you're ruining those wa-. no matter what brand it was I did I was just saying dude you're you're ruining your waders by doing that <laughs> stop doing that <laughs> So you so let me so you don't recommend power washing don't your waders. Don't power wash okay. your waders. I mean, and listen, <laughs> it, listen. If somebody, if some it's other so company great. hears this and starts saying, "Hey, our waders, our are, waders are made for for power Good washing," for the- let me tell you what, <laughs> you call it, that ain't true. Calling BS. On <laughs> yeah, that that, ain't, that is not true. I love how we started this with story time with Jeff, uh, <laughs> reading about eight waders from eighteen thirty two. We ended with the, hey. Jesse and the kids in the car, and Dad's got to stop and like. Please put the power washer down. Stop power washing your waders. That's great. Gosh. It, you make a valid point, though, because just reading the comments and stuff online, it's funny how people, for all brands, they just destroy their waders, and then it's the manufacturer's fault. And, I mean, yeah. we've gotten to this place where waders are semi-disposable, and clearly y'all are trying to go away from yeah, that. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're not trying to, to build a commodity item. We're, we're really trying to build something right. that lasts. Right. Because – I mean, I, I'm not trying to get. I don't want to get Greenpeace or, or the you know, the world on me here. But, dude, if you tear these, if you if you tear these waders up and you have to throw them away, mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they're they're not breaking down right. overnight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so stop buying disposable. Yeah, waders. Sure, sure. Well, this is incredible. I'm very honored that you took a little bit of time out of your busy schedule. No kidding to uh, kind of debunk the myth and the, the legend behind the Shin Gear Waders. 
Well, I'm glad y'all had me. I'm going to think Enjoyed of 5,000 questions after we get off of this. <laughs> Although, maybe not. I mean, you've thought of everything. So. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's always there's always challenges and there's always something to – to change and make better and and all that but sure you got a pretty good list going of year two things that you yeah, don't want I mean, to fess up to yet there's things that you want to do <laughs> you know like i guess for a for a product person for a person like me your, your mind on it doesn't stop you're like oh man i wonder if i could do this hmm. and it drives people crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drives people crazy well you've done good with these and i'm looking forward to putting them to the yeah to the test this winter I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to be here at Chin and a part of the team. And you know, everybody behind these waiters have, have really put a lot of heart and soul into them. Yeah, you can so, tell, obviously. Yeah. Well, good. July 14th. Better July get them. July 14th. Website launches. Man, it's awesome. Get them while they're there because I don't think they'll make it very long. I have a feeling they won't either. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. Well, Jeff, we appreciate your time, brother. Thank you, ma'am. So, Thanks a lot. We'll see you on the next one.